Welcome back to Tech Talk. This is Jess Kelly with you here on News Talk. Uh, before the break, we were talking about Twitter or X. I keep doing that. Uh, would you pay for it? Let me know. Uh, you can email techtalk at newstalk.com. But from one big controversial tech company to another, uh, Google is under severe pressure at the moment from the Department of Justice in the US. Uh, This has been rumbling for quite a while, but it is really getting going. And Emmett Ryan of the Business Post is with me now. Uh, Emmett, for those who haven't been following this story at all, can you just give us a bit of a dummy's guide, a dummy's introduction to what exactly is going on? Well, Google essentially, Jess, is facing an antitrust uh, case from the US federal government, from the Department of Justice, Basically about a search engine, which, you know, Google for most people is the, uh, you know, byword for search, really. They have a 90% market share. They are globally dominant. And the U.S. Department of Justice is uh, basically arguing that behavior by Google, particularly with smartphone makers and uh, platforms, essentially meant that Chrome, its search and, and its its browser, and more more accurately, Google's own search engine, really, uh, were the primary ones used on those devices, essentially cutting off the routes for competition. And so as a result, the US government is arguing that, well, this is a bad thing and things should be done about it, but also it wants far more of the information to be out in the public. But right now it's quite the opposite. Some of your listeners will no doubt have vague memories of the Microsoft trials of the 90s and how that was wall-to-wall coverage globally. Like Bill Gates was better known than Michael Jordan at the time uh, for context. and. That was because all Microsoft stuff was out there in the public. All the files are being released. There was TV coverage, everything. This is quite the opposite. There's only in-person attendance coverage. So you, there's no TV coverage at all, nothing online. And the documents that were have been released in the trial so far will now be made private again. They will be made public after the trial. But obviously for Google, it's while the trial is going on, it doesn't want this mountain of headlines coming out and having access to those documents, which is very normal, by the way, would obviously aid that. I know Bloomberg in particular made a case saying that it wasn't the public interest for these files to be out. But the judge, uh, Meta is his name, amusingly, uh, he decided that it would not be in the public interest for these to be out right now and deemed them irrelevant at present, but did acknowledge they will eventually become public. Okay. I mean, there's so much to unpack here. We've heard and we've referred to the antitrust hearings for quite a while. The fact that this is now taking place and that Google is the first under the microscope, and as we spoke about because the twentieth or the 25th anniversary recently, like it is a huge beast and so many of us are reliant on so many of the services without even realising it. What is likely to be the upshot here? You know, are, are we going to see Google being broken up into little bits? Are they going to get a fine? Like what what happens? Uh, I think the goal, obviously, with the DOJ is to either break up Google or at least reduce its ability to hold a monopoly, which is the key goal here. That would be as good a result as a breakup. There's many examples in the past where that did help. Like if you go all the way back to the mid 80s, AT&T, which once again is the most powerful uh, telephone network, uh, telecommunications network in the US, their breakup essentially paved the way for more competition that allowed for the heavy internet usage we have today. The Microsoft breakup, or sorry, not breakup, but uh, the Microsoft limitations that were imposed in the late 90s, early 2000s, did create the platform that allowed the likes of Google, Facebook, Meta, as we call it now, uh, to really thrive and strive because Microsoft couldn't just own everything. And so it's sort of, when these cases happen, it creates the room for innovation. But 
quite often, you know, those companies who benefit in the near term from the big company at the time taking a bit of a beating in the courts, that eventually leads to those companies being the ones in the courts a few decades later. So when we're looking at this case, while it's about search now, what it might mean in the future is AI. Like, so, because obviously Google has its barred, which it could do an awful lot with with its power over search in terms of the influence on the AI usage going forward. This could realistically make it less of a closed shop and more room for new companies to develop, to grow. Like, for your open eyes of this world to be a lot bigger than they are in terms of real value as opposed to paper value, which they have now. And for other companies which you haven't even heard of yet to develop, because remember, 24 years ago, you and I didn't know what a Google was. And, uh, Nowadays, it's like, you know, it's a verb as much as anything else. So you look at this and it's like this could really help change, set the legislative agenda for the future of tech, really. Yeah. And to be devil's advocate here for a second, because I'm still trying to toss it over in my brain, but to be devil's advocate, is there not a benefit to the user in having one company that we interact with for different services? Because we get familiar with their layout, we get familiar with the interface, we get familiar with... I don't know how it functions and how it operates and we're only giving our data to one company like and again I'm being devil's advocate here what's so wrong with having tech behemoths well essentially competition drives innovation as the short version of it I know that's a bit of a quip but it's true like you know the examples I just showed there like there was more room for innovation because people realized they had to be better to get the public's attention and demand and interest. And it also drove prices down for the end consumer and, you know, led to effectively more relevant products. Like when you look at Google's dominance over the online advertising market, far more competition there would probably lead to far more relevant advertising for all of us. And also, frankly speaking, far greater value on our uh, uh, individual uh, information and data, uh, which we could in turn in some ways monetize, but that's a far away issue but basically it would lead to better products for us. Cause like, yeah, right now Google is great for most of us. Like I use a lot of Google products every day, um, but you know, that doesn't mean that it's gonna be the best product tomorrow. And the only way we're gonna know if it is, is if it's forced to continue to innovate. Like, you know, all these big tech companies say we're always innovating, but the thing that makes them innovate really is the need to, that competition that forces them to, because you allow a behemoth to get cozy, the overall service available to the consumer, uh, the end user and to businesses, it just doesn't evolve the level it, it should. Mm. You mentioned some of the other big tech companies who've all appeared um, at different antitrust hearings and spoken and all the rest. And Meta is obviously one of the, the, the biggest. Are we expecting them to face a similar fate? And, and you know, that, that same question of is a breakup on the horizon? Some form. Again, like breakup is kind of a weird term because it doesn't necessarily mean the company itself will be broken up. It is what happened with AT&T, obviously. But more accurately, it usually ends up being some sort of limitations as to how far they can go in one or two respects to ensure that others can evolve and develop. So basically, total ownership and closed shops will have to will basically go. Like it's one of the reasons really Apple's always been very limited in terms of where it goes on purpose is in like self-limitation, just to be clear, clear. It doesn't want to go to places where it feels external limitations will be uh, imposed it wants to control its own its own limits and so it's always been very very careful in that respect it's kind of why you don't see them facing these cases the same degree as pretty much every other tech company that my mom can name i am intrigued to see how much of an impact uh the average consumer is going to feel as a result of this 
Like I was reading that um, some Google products went offline for a while yesterday. I know a lot of people were impacted by that. You know, will this be something that we feel on an ongoing basis or is it going to just, as you said, put a ring fence around future endeavours? I think it'll put a ring fence around future endeavours. In terms of how we feel, it'll happen and we won't notice it is how I best put it. Like, you know, like Gmail is a great example. People thought Gmail was an April Fool's joke because of when it was brought out and Google were prone to April Fool's jokes back then. Now it's obviously a very important platform. So like likewise, you know, your YouTube's of this world, again, part of the same company as Google now, that sort of evolved because there was a market for it. And I think we're going to have more of that products that evolve because there's a market for it, because really an awful lot of the tech we use at a consumer level now hasn't changed in the guts of a decade when you think about it. And that's in the way tech evolves. That's not normal. So there is sort of, you know, a I say a reckoning coming, but more a slow, gradual change in how we do things coming. Yeah. Uh, Emmett Ryan of the Business Post, thanks so much. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.